0: Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast,
1: De-Influenced. De-influenced. Whoa, you changed the tone.
0: I know. It's because I'm having such a good day.
1: You've been on fire the past uh, four days.
0: The amount of five rooms days. that I have organized in these past five days, I am on a roll. Like, do not, do not mess. I will come in with a trash bag, and it's like a weapon. I'm like, and I just put everything in there.
1: What's the cause of your new happiness?
0: <laughs> My you found joy, Marie Kondo. Really? No, no, no. I did start to kind of like, you know, I would hold things and say, does this bring me joy? Or have I worn it in the past two years?
1: <laughs> you know, she's a, uh, we talked about this on story. She's off the game.
0: I heard. What happened yeah. to her?
1: So she had babies.
0: So for y'all, for those of y'all that don't know, she was like an organizing expert. She had her own Netflix show and she would teach you. How to organize your house, essentially.
1: Yeah, and what to get rid of, how to approach inanimate objects. <laughs> inanimate objects. <And, challenges. clears throat> um, so what happened, I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. What happened was that she was doing all, that all before she had babies. <gasps> and so then she had kids, and mm-hmm. then all of it kind of went out the window. She was like, oh, this this standard that I'm holding myself to is, like, unreasonable.
0: That is so... Yeah, it, it checks out. There's a lot of standards standards I used to hold myself to. Like for example, working out every day, Monday through Friday was like a thing. I was like, oh, when I have kids, I'm gonna work out every day. I don't care. Self care. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. No way. Same thing with you know what always makes me laugh when what? I used to say, uh, I'm gonna have kids and they're gonna fit into like my lifestyle. You know, <sighs> if I want to travel or like, cause I want them to be like you know, they can go to nice restaurants. I want them to just like kind of fit into my lifestyle. Like, do you remember how much we used to say that? Yes. I had a, a friend say that to me the other day, like, like they're like, yeah, we want to travel with our kid or we want to get this stroller. So we can, they, I want them to fit into my lifestyle. Like we don't want to slow down. And I'm like, like,
1: mm. yeah, <laughs> I funny. mean, I would say that the, that was what we thought about really probably the most, like early on with having Stella and then yeah. having two was just like that kind of, I would call it very idealistic vision of fitting them into whatever we were doing, and it was like, no, 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 we need to change quite a bit about what we're doing to make this fit.
0: And I mean, honestly, I think that now that we've experienced it twice, I think that's the best way to look at it: is that your life is going to totally change, your travel is going to totally change, like you're not going to be doing the same things anymore because it just it's on a it's not even good for the kid, like yeah um but i will say it was easier to fit them into our lifestyles when they were like really small before they were a year old yeah like when they don't walk like it's so much easier to go to a nice restaurant and they just sit there but once they start like i we can't take Stella to some of these nicer places it's like not fair to her either because they don't have like that attention span and then sometimes i feel like it's not totally fair to take them to a nice place and then just put the phone in front of them i um
1: I think that we should in in the I, I mentioned this last week, but I'm building a program for our children mm-hmm. that will span h- when we go to places with them. Uh, yeah. What vacations we delay for a right you know age that they are. I think that there are certain like trips that you should save until they're this age, you know, or yeah. that age. Like I wouldn't even take sh- like Stratton and Stella. Actually, I think that they're now at the age where we should take them to Disney World, but before I don't think yeah. it would have worked.
0: Well, I think for, I think what you're talking about with travel, it's it's unique to each family. Cause maybe you're going to Disneyland for like your marriage and that's yeah, something that you really enjoy true. doing together. Or maybe you're going to the beach because you like need a physical break. And so I don't think you can speak that into like every family, but for us personally having two under two, which they're not two under two anymore but they were, um, I think that for us going to Disney is the best.
1: Yeah. I think like we've gotten really good at lessening expectations too. Like for example, Stella's soccer. Like I think oh that if this gosh. was a year ago, we would have gone into that and we would have felt like failures because Stella didn't want to play soccer, right? Yeah. And it would be like, "Oh man, like what did we do wrong?" Like, you know, we would have just been frustrated not at Stella and probably not even with ourselves, just the situation because of expectations. And now we're kind of like it's okay. Do you want to
0: tell people what happened? Yeah, you tell them. So, I'm going to be totally honest this was an experience with Stella that I didn't know how to act I don't know the difference between encouraging your child to do something and then pushing them to do something because my parents I, I feel like my parents signed me up for everything and if I committed to it when I was older like I had to stay in it for a year but when I was two like Did they force me to stay in something for a year if I hated it?
1: I could see tornado doing that.
0: I would say my mom probably did. Um, Like I hated softball when I was younger and my mom was like, you signed up, like you're playing, you're going to every single practice, you're going to every, like after school, we're going outside and we're throwing the ball.
1: I think that's a great rule.
0: No, it is a great rule, but she's three, like, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, we signed Stella up for soccer. Very similar thing happened whenever I signed her up for ballet y'all she got to soccer yesterday and she was screaming crying did not want to participate wanted to go inside she was like why are we outside it's hot like I, she's like we asked her Silla, why don't you want to play she goes because i want to be a princess literally her that was words, the not cutest mine.
1: thing i've ever heard in my life
0: um but then you know jordan and i are on the sidelines and we're trying to encourage her push her out there we're literally pushing her to go kick the ball And she's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And so it's one of those things, do we still encourage her because we know that it'll be great for her people skills, for her to get a little like, you know, vitamin D, for her to be around other kids, or do we just listen to her and say, okay, let's go back inside and play with your dresses. like? I don't know. I don't know either. It's, it's, it's tough. And so instead we kind of met in the middle. We said, okay, you don't have to play, but let's watch and let's cheer on all of your friends. And so, which she didn't do, but at least, and then Jordan and I just started kicking the ball, showing her, you know, how it could be and how it's so much fun. And then the soccer practice ended, which was so cute because it's only 30 minutes long, you know, and, um, all of her friends left, everyone left, all the parents And then she wants to kick the ball and she's going crazy, having so much fun playing, quote unquote, soccer. But I don't know. What do you think the difference is? And like, when do you start implementing those rules with your kids?
1: Five.
0: You think five? Six. But if they don't learn it when they're two, why would they learn it suddenly when they're five? This doesn't have to be something that's instilled.
1: I know. It's kind of like sharing though. Like I've heard from, I, I, I've Googled this a lot because I'm like St- Stella will not share with Stratton. No, and she it's won't like, share with anyone. There's a certain mm-hmm. age where it's like, like global parent psychologists or child psychologists believe like, hey, you, they really are not at a place where they can comprehend this at age two. But can you feel still like,
0: speak on it? Like let's share. So what? So because they are two, we're just going to be like, okay, yeah. Like you don't have to share.
1: Well, no, we, we still try and enforce it. And honestly, she has gotten better. Yeah, she has gotten better. And so I think that you like keep pushing. But again, I think that this is more like you set the right rules, but it's more about our expectations. Like I will say this, like when we walked up to this practice i don't know if you felt this mm-hmm. okay so there's all these other parents there and we don't know them and, and all the other don't...
0: two-year-olds are like going wild kicking the ball they're yeah. having so much fun i mean there's
1: one kid that it was like the next line on messy yeah. like he was amazing i was like how did, did what have you done <laughs> did you get him a tutor for yeah. his striking yeah. um but i will say that <laughs> a
0: tutor you mean a coach a coach, a coach. <laughs> big sports guy, <laughs> big sports guy. <laughs>
1: um so we walk up and you know, Stella doesn't want to play. Right. If there were not other parents around, like I probably wouldn't have felt that much pressure, but we don't know these parents. And like, we don't, you know, they don't know Stella. So we're like, oh my gosh, are they going to think that we're bad parents because Stella doesn't want to play soccer. Yeah. And for the first time, probably ever, you know, those parents that coach their kids through middle school or like the dads that are on the sideline who get really upset.
0: Oh, that's, that was both my parents. Are okay. you kidding me? My dad was coaching me, pulling me out of game saying, Danny, you go up the sideliner, block number 10. Like my, the coach never told me anything. It's always my dad.
1: Right. But for the first time, I've never understood the parents that like almost like make it their identity. Yeah. And I think for the first time I got it when we walked up to Stella's <laughs> two year old soccer practice. <laughs> like,
0: still get I, in there. Don't I'm embarrass not, me. <laughs> I'm
1: not saying I felt it, but I get how the slippery slope happens where it's like more about the, imp- the parents and what it says about the parents than anything else. Mm. And so, um, You know, I thought we had a great attitude about it. We were like, this is funny. Mm -hmm. Our kids are too. But if they were 10, 11, 12, you Mm -hmm. know, and Stella acted like that, I could see our reactions being a little bit different.
0: It's got to be hard because, um, you know, at the same time, because what I was thinking on the sideline, I wasn't thinking about, and I totally, like, resonate with what you're saying. But for me, I'm like, man, she's missing out on so much fun. Like, I want her to have fun and experience it and have friends and, like, and have all of that. And so, but like, I can't force her to want those things when she's two. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know, but I agree with you. I think we're going to set some rules when it comes to like, once maybe she's five, we say, okay, Stella, so you want to play piano? Cause this is what my, what my mom did. Danny, you want to p- play piano? Okay. I'm going to go out and buy like a second. Like we bought like a piano for like 200 bucks. Yeah. We moved it into our house. My mom's like, you're going to go, you're going to have practice or lessons, um, once a week and you will practice every day after school for 30 minutes. And my mom made me, and I hated it. Like, three weeks in, you know, the first week, I'm like, I love it. Three weeks in, I hated it. My mom said, you committed to it, so this month, next year, you can quit. But, like, up until then, like, you're doing the recital, you're doing everything, and then you can quit, and then a year later, she let me quit.
1: I kind of want to go down a little bit of a journey. I'm reflecting on my own sports experiences as we're talking here, and – you know, we're, we are very similar, you and I, but we're very different. Mm -hmm. And I would, and I, and I've said this, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that we were raised. Okay. So you were raised where your mom was like, if you sign up for something, you go through the whole year, they really encouraged you in sports. Not
0: only that, but if I was in a sport, so let's just say I played volleyball, then I also would go to every volleyball camp. I would have a private coach. I would have, if I played volleyball, I also had Um, I was doing other type of training. My mom would find other coaches to train me in agility for that sport. So like it wasn't even just a sport. It was like five other supporting activities to, to support the sport.
1: And would you say that your parents did that in the spirit of helping support what you seemed to be interested in at the time or to teach you teamwork, to teach you discipline? Did they use sports as a backdrop to kind of like shape your character?
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They wanted me to be great at anything that I was, that I wanted to be great in. And like my mom was going to, it wasn't really my dad so much. Like my dad just showed up, but my mom was like, if you want to be in soccer, you're going to be the best possible soccer player. Like you will eat like a soccer player. You will go to all the training. You will go to extra camps. Like we're going to make sure if you're going to be in it, you're going to be the best. Okay. And I wasn't the best, but I was like, but she gave me all the tools to If I wanted to.
1: And I would argue objectively that later in life, you carried a lot of those disciplines, that teamwork, that um, everything else into adulthood. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the things that we've always deferred on uh, is like you always like to hire uh, people that have a sports background, like females that have a sports background. And I never understood that. But let me tell you why, because I am. So you're a let me tell you about B. okay? Okay. and I'm going to tell you about B in the form of three stories that are quite traumatic that I'm going to revisit on this podcast. So, um, experience number one is, um, you know, I played baseball peewee, um, just peewee. <laughs> I mean, the, the Cobras, I was, How on the old co- are you? uh, this is probably like fifth grade.
0: Okay, so it wasn't T-ball.
1: No, not T-ball. It was baseball. Not T-ball. No, I made it through T-ball. Baseball was a hard sport for me because um, you know you're you're standing at the plate. You got your parents behind you. Your parents' friends. Everyone's watching you at bat. It's a very high pressure game. Um, I played left field, which is the easiest position out (laughs) there. Um,
0: That's so funny. I did too. Yeah, and so
1: so it's the reason I made the cobras. It was a select baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um the reason I made the Cobras was because Parker Pennington, his dad was the coach. His dad and my dad were friends, so you can't just like cut a kid mm-hmm. no matter how much you want to win. Parker was good, everyone else was good. Mm-hmm. It was a really good baseball team, but I was like kind of just there to be in left field. So I made the Cobras and that was great, but I never liked baseball and so my parents let me drop it, okay? Mm-hmm. So they had the mentality and the style of saying, "Okay, well, if you don't like something, even if you only play three ga- games, we'll, we'll get you out of it, mm. right? Um, second, you know, thing is in the similar vein, I braces. tried out for, huh?
0: Your braces too. It's a good example.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a whole story. <laughs> we don't have to go. In that. But, you know, I remember trying out for golf and I played one round of golf. Like I took like two lessons that my parents let me sign up for mm-hmm. and then... I played one round of golf, but you had to play three days for the tryouts. And after day one, I was like, "Mm, you know, I don't I don't really want to try out anymore. And my parents just let me drop it. And they they called the coach for me. I remember that.
0: Ooh, see that's, yeah. that's big. Like my mom would be like, you're going to go tell the coach and you're going to explain it to the, your teammates that right. you're not, that's, a, that's a big thing. My mom would say, you're going to go t- call your teammates and tell them you're not coming to practice today.
1: Yeah. And the third sort of like most traumatic side of it was when, um, the yellow jackets, uh, the football team select football team started Parker's dad was the coach. <laughs> and this is where I really, re- this is where I truly stopped playing sports was, um, It was like a pretty competitive league and you had to try out. But I just kind of wrote on this thing like, oh, I'll get in because Parker's dad's the coach. And they didn't, they cut me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't make the team with all my friends. And after that, I really never had the confidence to feel like, oh, like I'm good at sports. So like, I'm just not going to try. Now tell them, tell them for now, present day, you always say I'm kind of a sleeper athletically.
0: No, I think that you have potential and that's, what's so hard about it. That's what's so sad about it is I feel like you never got to unlock your full potential as an athlete, but like Jordan is really good. No, I'm really serious. Like he picks up a basketball, he's shooting it. He's got the form, like he's really good at balance. So he's good at like skiing. I'm sure like skateboarding, wakeboarding, anything like that. He's very, um, you have good balance. And then, um, Football, like you pick up a football, you you learn one time, you pick it up so fast for me. I don't even feel like I had that natural athletic ability. I just was in sports 24 seven. Some people have like the natural. So I feel like when you have like a natural ability, you know, mixed with somebody that's dedicated and shows up, it like those are the best athletes for me. I just had the dedication and hard work. I never had like the natural ability.
1: Okay, so here's the value lesson here. Okay, so you have Danny's parents that raised her, and we're not saying like my parents were bad, her parents were bad, my parents were good. Not, not no, because, we're not saying that. Yeah. It's just different styles, right? So you have Danny's parents that were like very much like holding her to discipline, pushing her into support in sports, and you have this like character development that happened from it. So my parents had a mentality of like, okay you go figure out what you want to do. So like I started playing piano, I got good at piano, like, but I would kind of jump from thing to thing. I never learned consistency. I never learned teamwork. I had to learn those things on my own, probably in business, like later in life. And I, I think that when we, Can I
0: talk about, before you move on though, can we talk about the, those were the pros of each of the parenting types. Can we talk about the cons? Yes,
1: let's do that. That's really smart. Um,
0: I will say like, so those were the pros of both types of parenting, but for the cons, I had like immense anxiety as a child, like my performance anxiety. I f- never felt good enough. Like I was so hard on myself to this day. I'm never happy with anything I do because I never feel like I'm good enough. Like, and so, and I really think that stemmed from in sports, Was wow. it was like trying so hard and then feeling like I had to be perfect in a sport. Like I, to this day, like get, I can almost make myself feel sick thinking about like, serving a volleyball and getting over the net wow like it it really tore me up and and back then we didn't talk about anxiety we didn't know what anxiety was but like for example we played volleyball games on fridays so you know you wore your jersey all day to school and it was like this big thing fridays i couldn't eat i literally could not eat at school because i was so nervous and anxious about the volleyball game on friday and then Friday night would come around, we'd play. And once I started playing, I was fine, but I was so nervous and anxious for how I was going to perform. It I didn't have fun. Wow. I I hated every single sport that I played except for tennis because I didn't have teammates. Yep. And I felt so I felt like I was letting people down. I was so scared about being like the girl that had to serve the winning point and then missing it and then we would lose. It literally destroyed me. And so there's that side of it too. Like it's sometimes it's maybe not everything. Are you taking a picture?
1: No, I was just going to get a little clip. For um, stories.
0: So yeah, I mean that that's one side of it that like I don't look at sports as something that I enjoyed or that it was fun. I look at it as something that like I failed at. And I never played in college, which was like the ultimate goal. And so I feel like sports is a failure.
1: Wow. Do you... Let me ask you something. We always talk about how this podcast is kind of therapeutic. Yeah. You know, like everyone's talking about the nervous system these days, Mm -hmm. like shocking your nervous system. That's why people cold plunge because then it trains your nervous system to like deal with stress better. Yeah. I've always felt with you because you carried some of that into adulthood. No, 100%.
0: The performance anxiety, so much. And my parents, like, they did so much for me to make sure that I was the best at everything that I did. And this wasn't their fault, but like I put that – pressure on on myself again i'm like my dad is here my mom is here like they gave up everything to be at this game they pay for all my private lessons and like danny you're gonna miss the volley, like miss your serve yeah like who do you think you are danny like that's what i would say to myself
1: wow i mean is there a possibility that because you were i mean when did you start playing sports
0: oh when i was like i mean you know three like stellar
1: i've always had this like like You know, when you go get a massage, there's so much stress in your body. Yeah. That they're like, this is the worst body I've ever Literally, y'all. When
0: I get a massage, they're like, whoa. Like, we've never massaged someone with this much tension and this many knots.
1: I wonder if it's possible that your state of, like, your benchmark of equilibria, right, is, like, actually extremely stressed. Like, you don't know what it's like to not be living with, like, pressure. And performance anxiety, etc. Is that possible? No, 100%. like your body is like conditioned no, to I, be like this is the this is normal. For you me.
0: know what I contribute to is um, when you clench your teeth. Do you ever clench your teeth? Like do it right now.
1: <clears throat>
0: and do you ever walk around and you realize that you've been clenching your teeth? No, I do. I will be walking around, going from room to room, and my jaw is clenched. Yeah. Like just, and that's how I feel my body is sometimes just clenched and there's no reason. It's just the way, it's just like the way my nerve, my nervous system works. Like it just clenches. And, and I, I feel that all, all the time. That's why I'm so big on CBD because I feel like it gets me closer to my actual equilibrium. Okay.
1: This is not planned, but we're going to do it. I want you to close your eyes. Like I'm clenching right now. Close your eyes. Okay. Take a deep breath. I can't. Okay. Good. Good. Now, I want you to imagine that you're seven-year-old Danny. Okay. Tell me when you, yeah. you're seven-year-old Danny. Okay. Your mom and dad are sitting on the couch across from you. Okay. You just finished a volleyball game.
0: But you don't play till sixth grade. But
1: okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, Can you start okay. It? You just finished a volleyball game. Basketball. Basketball game. You lost. Okay. You missed the.
0: I scored for the other team. I remember that happened in us. Okay, perfect. I forgot which good. which which basket we were throwing in, and I scored for
1: them. Okay, and you're sitting across the the you're you're feeling whatever you're feeling in this moment. Mm-hmm. What do you wish that your mom and dad would say to you in this moment?
0: Um, I wish they would have said, you know, like. Danny, do you really enjoy playing basketball? Like, is that something that you really, really love? Like, forget about the identity. Forget about playing with your friends. Is basketball something that you really love and are passionate about? And, you know, don't think about your friends because we can always put you in a a different after-school activity. And then I would have said, "Mm, probably not. They'd say, okay, well, we're going to finish out the season, and then we're going to find something that you actually love.
1: Okay. But what would they have said about you?
0: Wished they would have said, or would yeah. they have said? Wished. I wish they would have said, like, "We love you," and you're like, "You're okay. You don't have to play basketball. It's not who you are," and um, and you're like, "You're good enough." Bingo. <laughs> are you crying?
1: How do you feel? <laughs> no, are you? No. <laughs> okay, so here's what's interesting about the exercise is that is what my parents said to me all the time.
0: That's why when I speak about these things, I don't want it to seem like one form of parenting is no. better than the other because and that's why I wanted to talk about the cons because I don't feel like either way was the perfect way. Yeah.
1: So my cons are that I lacked consistency. It, you know, I would jump from one passion to the next. I never I never until later in life realized the value of consistency yeah. or discipline. Uh, number two is I think that it affected my self-esteem and confidence in a way that it never should have. Meaning like if I would have just believed and had a little bit of push and confidence that I could return a f- football or catch a football or whatever, like I probably would have been more developed later in life. It would have grown my confidence faster. Whereas like I didn't totally. learn to train my confidence until probably college. Right. Yeah. Um, and number three is I think that it did make me more of like a solo mm. adult. Like, you know, yes. I, you know, I struggle with friendships, you we know, struggle
0: with working on a team. I <laughs> struggle
1: with, with working on a team. We've run into conflict with that. He's and I, more
0: of like, you know, all if we're going to make a decision, you know, me, I run it by eight people. Yes. And then Jordan just makes the decision without talking to anyone.
1: Right. And so all these things I've had to like work out later in life. And so, I don't know. Then my I guess my next question is like what's the middle ground? So like if if I
0: think you listen to Stella and you say Stella there's what are your two things that you're passionate about? Like we're not going to play every single sport. You know, mm-hmm. we need to figure out what you really love and then let's go hard in it. And let's let's do everything that my parents did for me, but let's do that in something that you actually are passionate about and like I don't want her to feel like the only way she's going to be popular or the only way she's going to be liked or the only way she's going to be good enough is if she plays soccer because all of her friends are playing
1: soccer. Right.
0: You know, but then there's also a side of it. It's like, you want to I do want to introduce a lot of things to her. So if she doesn't want to go ride horses, which I'm not, I'm not going to make her ride. but like just, I just saw a horse. If I say, Stella, let's go, ride. I'm going to sign you up for a horse lesson. She's like, no, no, no. I'll probably still make her go to the first one just to see if she likes it. Right. If she doesn't like it, okay, let's move on. Let's find something else you're passionate about, but I will make sure that she has at least like two activities that she's in. Yeah. I think it's so important and I don't care what they are. I don't care if it's art and cello. I don't care if it's tennis and soccer, like, but you have to have, you know, like things that you're doing outside of school to shape you.
1: Wow. This was powerful. I think so too.
0: (laughs) You know, else is powerful. (laughs) dreamland baby co today's episode is brought to you by dreamland baby co the brand that has over 5,000 five-star reviews on their weighted sleep sack use code danny d-a-n-i danny at checkout to save 20 percent on your order the patent pending dream weighted sleep sack is designed to help your baby feel calm fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer the sack features the exclusive cover calm technology Evenly distributed weight from your baby shoulders to toes to naturally reduce stress and give your baby the feeling of security and comfort, just like a hug. The gentle weight is located on the front or top of the sack only and will not restrict movement, so your baby can safely roll, sit, or stand. A dreamy way to help your little one get the sound sleep they deserve. And don't forget to add matching PJs too here's why you'll love it it has a reversible neckline design for tummy sleepers 100% natural soft cotton for temperature control regulation tagless design to avoid irritation two-way zipper for easy diaper changes and it decreases irritability while promoting self-soothing surely y'all these sleep sacks are amazing we were introduced when Stella was trying to learn how or to actually sleep through the whole night and it was such a lifesaver for Jordan and I sleep too of parents saw their baby's sleep improve in the first week and 100% of parents achieved up to four hours of additional sleep a night. Head over to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter code Danny at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. The code is for new and existing customers. Man.
1: Um, Can I say one more thing about child rearing? Yeah. I had this idea. So I think we both have a story about someone coming to our house, um, but I'll start with mine. Um, so, you know, our AC went out this weekend. Yeah. Okay. And so I had to call someone and they came out, you know, on Sunday. Yep. And, um, you know, what I realized in that moment was like, this guy could have told me anything. mm first of all, he tried to sell me like this, like $5,000 part. And I didn't, he, I swear to you, he did. He was like, this is out. And he, but I think that he just knew that I didn't know. And he was like,
0: how much did he charge you for the visit?
1: $140. So, so not bad, like normal visit, but like he was after this, like, he was like, if you don't replace this, like your house is going, your house is going to light on fire. (laughs) Um, and basically like, It just made me realize that like, as we become like more like AI savvy and like social media savvy and like internet, like our kids are going to have no idea, no idea how to deal with this stuff.
0: Did you read that statistic or this like, um, article about how, uh, basically jobs like plumbers mechanics, like all of that. They're going to be
1: making as much as lawyers. Yes. Like truly.
0: Because it's so niche and so needed. It's so
1: niche, and no one in like Americans like don't know how to build things anymore, and like those types of jobs like are so important to an economy that mm-hmm. like what what's going to happen to them? So, I had an idea.
0: You should have asked your AI about that part.
1: About which part? The part. Oh that he was my gosh, to sell you. Danny! You're yeah. getting better than I am. No, but. Well, no, no, you can't do that because then I would, I would have still had to inspect the system and like, I have no knowledge have asked, of how mechanical
0: you should have asked him in front of, you should have asked AI in front of him and been like, how much does this part cost to replace or like,
1: but it's a free market economy. So the AI is not going to know it can't look past uh, 2021.
0: So it can't be like on average, how much do these parts sell for?
1: Probably on average, but it's only as it has a two year.
0: Can I just say though, sometimes it's not about that, it's about like it's about learning in front of the person that's trying to sell you on something Yeah, because he probably would have been like, Oh shoot. This guy like has a tool to figure out like that. I am overcharging him and like kind of called him out.
1: Well, so what I think old Jordan who believed the good in people would have been like, okay, yeah, like let's do it, babe. I fixed the AC, you know, like, but I think that now that I have such a lack of knowledge of this, like, and I felt so vulnerable to being scammed. I was like, I'm going to talk to my wife. Yeah, you it's know,
0: a, always the call. You I'm going to talk to my
1: wife. And then what I did is Brenda's uh son has his own like AC company. Yeah. So then he came out and I called him and I was like, hey, what is this? Yes. And then f- instead of $5,000, they came out this morning and it was like a $50 part. Stop. Yeah. So.
0: Oh my gosh, what a scammer. Uh,
1: well, but I don't blame them, right? Like everyone yeah. is just doing their job, but it's like. But
0: he's like, I can charge this much. Can- so it's like almost a demand. Like it's not even his fault.
1: Right. So in so <laughs> many ways, like. Future generations are going to be the smartest generations, but also like the dumbest when it comes to like our cars breaking down or things like that. So
0: to be fair, though, for every like, you know, baby boomer or millennial that's going to like trash on Gen Z. It's the same thing with every generation, like yeah. my, like with technology, with my parents, like they're totally. still trying to figure it out. But yes, my mom can change a tire and she can lay her own tile and do all this stuff. But like she can't figure out how to like turn on her iPhone sometimes. So it's like we can't crap on different generations for just like the way that it was. Like no, it just I think is it's like
1: it, it was America's greatest Except generation.
0: Millennials are just like the best, though, because <laughs> we had both.
1: <laughs> I, I Well, I mean, we're millennial parents and we just talked about finding a middle ground between, you know, things i think that we need a middle ground like you can't go full ai like you have to have a portion of the economy that knows how to build things People so skills, here's like, my idea are you ready for my idea is this for your i wrote uh, this down okay yeah it's for the program
0: oh okay for ch- for stella's program Stella
1: just, and stratton yeah. yeah like our our kid our child rearing program yeah so you know how there's charter schools
0: what is a charter school i never understood i that. think
1: i know I think a charter school is basically an independent school that's outside of a district. It's not like technically a private school and it's not technically a public school. Okay. It's kind of like funded. It's almost like a nonprofit school, but you can kind of set your own curriculum. Like Elon Musk, I think, started his own school for his kids. You Who know.
0: sets their own curriculum? Oh, the school does?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like if you have a very unique way of like teaching that you want implemented, you can start a charter school. It's no different than like a co-op where it's like, a couple oh. neighborhood moms like hire a teacher, and it's like we want this type of education style. So, charter schools are just gonna like be outside of the the main bubbles, but okay. they might have like really good do education. They,
0: do are they like sleepaway schools?
1: No, that's like a boarding school. I, They can be, I'm sure. But okay, I don't think it has anything to do with how long you stay or okay. hours or anything. It's more about like the curriculum, the curriculum. Okay. and t- probably also like who funds it. So like. LeBron James started a charter school for like this, like inner city. Or like the WeWork
0: people maybe started a charter school. Exactly.
1: That would be like a charter school. So, my idea is a charter school, you know, like ITT Technical Institute? Yeah. That you go to like learn how to become a mechanic. Or I think that we should have an ITT Technical Institute charter school, but for like elementary, middle school, high school kids. So, it's like an A type of curriculum where you learn your standard education, math, algebra, but then it's either like extracurricular or whatever, but it teaches like the basics. It's like, here's how AC systems work. Here are the most common problems. Here's when you call a specialist. this
0: idea. Or like... Here's how banks work. Here's how you should set up a bank account. Here's yes. what interest is. Here's how to buy a home. Here's the, how to r- write a check, like things like that.
1: The practical things, because again, back to my parents' parents' style. Like mm. I think I am very nurturing. I'm very loving because that's what they were to me. But like I didn't know how to do anything practically yeah. until college. Whereas like I feel like you were like, hey, here's how this works. Like you taught me so many life hacks, right? So it's a school. Yeah. that prepares our kids for the world outside of their standard education.
0: I love that. And also, like, things like, here's how to use a wet saw. Here's how to use a wrench. Exactly. A wet saw is kind of intense. But, like, I always thought, like, one of my goals in life was always to be able to build my own cabinets. Because cabinets are so expensive, And I was like, and a lot of times, like the way that men design some of these kitchens and design some of this like carpentry, I'm like, dude, if a female was in here, we would kill it. Like the innovation would be like next level, but there's no females building cabinets, like, you know, like actually in their building. And so I always thought that that would be cool.
1: And like, so, I mean, I'm kind of like scared to share this idea now because like someone could take it, but basically what you would do is you would work with like GM, General Motors, who has like manufacturing plants and you would create feeders for Mm. our students who like, so maybe you have like a person with a mechanical engineering background, but like has this also a graduate program of like basic, you know, like actual like life knowledge. And then you'd feed them into a lot of these like programs. Which would be so smart
0: because like they also would know how the car works at a high level. You know, they don't know everything, but they would know how the car works. So when they get into the marketing or they get into advertising, when they get into, they're like, guys, I know why this car is the best car. Exactly. Or when they go into like Product development, they say, guys. I've worked on these engines. Like, we need to use this material over this material because you know, back in in the garage, this piece was blowing up all the time. Like, they would know what they're actually talking about before they got there.
1: This idea started if I because this guy who was like totally scamming me. I was like, man, if I could just get him on my side to teach me what, like, what is the hustle here? Tell me the game. Like, tell me, show me the parts. Like. I was like, man, it would be such a good idea to hire like an AC person to come teach me and my son yeah. and my daughter. like 80, how AC, probably. Yeah, in the future. Like you pay him like a consulting fee to teach yes. you. but And then I like migrated up and I was like, this is not just for the good of our family. This needs to be the, for the good of the US of A. And so that's how I birthed I my love that. Uh, school. I
0: also love that idea of like mechanics adding on a service where they just consult you for like an hour and they teach you everything about your car. Exactly. So that you can go home and do it for yourself because – A lot of times they don't want to teach you these things because they know it's going to break. Like I always think about those iPhone, Amazon chargers that we get.
1: Yeah. They to, they're they like, this has in, a lifespan of a month and
0: they know that. Mm-hmm. And we pay a hundred bucks for it. And then three months later, we're buying another one and another one. And it's like, sometimes I feel like they purposely make them like, no, they do. Apple, break.
1: Apple got sued for this because when they would change the iOS system on the phone,
0: the battery life, the battery life dude. would go down.
1: And like, you know, you always get mad at my phone. Cause I have like an iPhone, what nine or something. They and do I, on purpose. And they do it on purpose like instagram will not open on this phone unless it's like every third and time they know that
0: you need instagram so and they know like, that i'm
1: gonna buy a new phone it's smart but they got such sued a, for it
0: wow that is crazy that is crazy right speaking of scams yeah so that was oh. my
1: story of someone coming to our house now you tell your story
0: guys i got so scammed like so scammed so hard y'all are gonna like <laughs> like honestly you're gonna judge me it's horrible so I was at the house on a Sunday and this man stops by and he's not dressed like in the best clothes. Okay. So I already kind of sketched out and I'm like, what is he doing here? Um, I open the door, but he is the most jovial, loving, like has a great spirit about him. Okay. And he's like, hi ma'am. Like I'm here on this fine Sunday morning or Sunday morning to talk to people like you. I recently got off the streets and I'm part of this organization called what was it called i don't know like the good people project yeah and um i'm here to help other men just like me get off the streets by learning communication skills sales skills and going door to door and talking to find people like you my goal one day is to live in a house like this and have a family like yours and he's just like so sweet and he's like here's um here's what i'm selling today children's magazines And I would love if you could support me so that I could, I could support other men just like me and, you know, get them off the streets. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I love what he's doing. He's so sweet. And so he starts showing me the, the children's magazines and I'm like, oh, great. You know what? I love the, first of all, I should have had a red flag about magazines. Like who buys <laughs> magazines anymore? But I, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is so smart of him to be selling magazines. Like I just really, <laughs> I missed having something tangible. You know, I'm sick of all these digital magazines. And I'm like, especially for the kids. I was like, this would be so fun if they get magazines in the mail. Cause I, then I had like this flashback of me getting magazines in the mail. Like, yeah. you know, I used to get 17 magazine, teen or teen Vogue in, in the mail. Like, and so Jordan sees what's going on. Well,
1: hold on. You missed the presentation materials.
0: Okay, so he opens up his presentation materials. They're all laminated, okay? But like,
1: and the signatures. He oh, says- yeah. He goes,
0: he goes, um, he's like, here's what I'm selling today. Oh, and here's everybody in your neighborhood that has bought uh, a magazine. Do you recognize anybody from your neighborhood? And he has this sheet of paper, two sheets of paper that are, it has the name, their signature. And then, um, like a little recommendation, like he's a great guy. Good job. You're doing great. And so he goes, do you recognize any of your neighbors? And I start looking through and it, it truly is different signatures, different pens, different, like, so it's, it's not like a manufactured like document. He goes, do you recognize anybody? He goes, yeah, your neighbor's up at the street. You know, the one on the corner with the red brick. And I'm like, no, like, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so broad.
1: It's like, yeah, we have yeah, houses like, in our neighborhood. He's like, like, yeah, right. yeah.
0: He was, you know, they just had a baby, ch- like Chelsea. She's a beautiful baby. And I'm like, shoot, I don't even know. Like, he knows my neighbors better than I do. Like, that's what I'm thinking in yeah. my head. So I'm like, okay, well, this guy's legit. I'm looking through all the signatures and everybody's writing good recon- recommendations about him. Like writing like what magazines they bought. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then Jordan sees me out here and we've been talking for a while and Jordan tries to come save me. And Trent's like, hey, like, opens the door. He's like, hey, man, like, we don't need anything because you didn't know what they were selling yet.
1: No, I tried to get you out of it, and I was like, hey, we need to put Stella to bed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because honestly,
0: babe, I go, babe, stop. Like, I really like what he's doing. (laughs) Like, this is a really cool mission. You're like, you need to hear this. I go, come here, like, come hear it. And I, I go, I go, tell him what you're doing here, because I thought it was such a special thing. And um, so this was the craziest thing, and this was like the biggest red flag that I should have noticed. When Jordan came out, and this guy's name was Travis Brown. That's another red flag. <laughs> it's like it's like the name, like Michael Smith. Yeah, His name was Travis Brown. And when Jordan came out and he started talking to Jordan, y'all, his demeanor took a 180. He totally changed. He was shy. He was scared. It was like watching a dog put, you know, that went pee-pee in the house, put his tail between his legs. He was not the same person. And it was like in his head, in his mind, he probably was like, this guy's about to call me out and knows I'm a, a scamster. A scamster? Scam, scam, scammer. Scammer. Why did I say scamster? Fraudster? Fraudster. And, um, but instead in my head, I'm like, man, this guy has probably seen some ish and he's scared of other men. That's what I was thinking in my Yeah,
1: head. And, and I'm like not an intimidating. I was not mean to him. I came down no. with a smile. I had our daughter. No, like, and then
0: when you, when you did want to learn more, you were smiling, like happy. Yeah. But he totally changed and I should have like read that, but I didn't. So I just kept listening and he kept talking about like his mission and his heart behind it. And then I'm like, okay, well, which magazine, um, which mag- magazine do you recommend? He goes, "Oh, I don't know." So I start looking through the list. And this was another like red flag. All of the text on these documents was all caps. Yeah. And I took a picture of it while he wasn't looking. So I have a picture of it. Um, Did you really? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um and when I went back after he left and read everything, the grammar was like so off. It was yeah. all caps. Then I went through the magazine list and it was like American Girl Doll Daily. American Girl doesn't have a daily magazine.
1: Babe, this is so bad. You didn't it even was tell like, me these. Parts.
0: It was like Dinosaur Digest. <laughs> it was like New York Times for kids.
1: Oh my God. It was gosh. like
0: one, like it was, and in my head, y'all, when I was reading it, I don't know what I was thinking. I just had so much hope in this man. I was like, man, the New York Times has a kids' magazine? I was like, American Girl Doll has a magazine? So anyway, I ended up signing up for Dinosaur Daily. Um, like time magazine for kids and, and like one other one. And so I went through and then, but here's the thing. I was smart enough to know not to give him my credit card. Cause he said, can I have your credit card? And I said, no. Cause I was like, that's whenever I told you, I said, babe, go get some cash. So yeah. Jordan brought out a $100 bill. Now I want y'all to know that I did cross my mind that he was scamming me. And Same. I thought about the hundred dollars and I thought, you know, this $100 I'm going to give to him and I'm going to pray that God is sovereign and that this $100 will be put to where, like wherever it needs to be and it's not my place to judge and I'm just going to give him $100 because, like, he can have it, you know, and yeah. if he wants to scam me, fine. But I, at the time, y'all, I really did not think he was scamming me. Like, I still believed him. Well, so I, then, I,
1: I asked him, I was like, hey, so when are our magazines going to come in? And he was like six to eight weeks and I was like, okay, we're never going to see his yeah. magazines.
0: And no, he said that, yeah, he goes six to eight weeks. And then he was sending me a receipt. Oh. Y'all, this receipt that he sent me was so janky. We can post it on our Instagram stories, on the Deep influence Instagram stories. It was so not real. Yeah. Um. So once he was typing out my order, and the order, remember he said, oh, I can't take $100 for three magazines. It'll be $108. He goes, do you want to go get more money? He asked me to go get more money. Then I was like, I didn't like, hear this part. I go, yeah, this is a scam in my head. But I was already too far in. Like, yeah. I, I was like, Did you get the
1: extra $8?
0: No. Okay. But he goes, It's okay. I'll give you 30% off. That's what he said. So then I was like, Yeah, this is a scam. Because if he was really selling magazines and he had a, like strict structure, yeah. I'd have to pay the $8. He goes, It's fine. I'll, I'll cover it. And I was like, Okay. Um, so anyway, then he walked away and I walked him, I watched him walk away. He was also with no one else. He didn't have a car. He didn't have anything. He was just walking door to door. He was sweating profusely. And you know what's so funny? When he was walking away, I said, can I give you some advice?
1: Did you really? I I missed all of this.
0: I go, can I give you some advice? I said, I really love what you're doing, but my best piece of advice for people in sales is you got to know your product. I was like, so I would, I would go in there. If I I said, if I were you, I would go to a local library and I would be studying up on all of these magazines. I said, so when people ask you what to buy, you can give them advice of what to sell. You got to know your product. And he goes, ma'am, thank you for that piece of advice. I'm going to use that.
1: He's going to go research dinosaur data. So
0: I helped the scammer scam more people because now when he tries to scam people, he's going to know his product
1: babe if if a dinosaur daily shows up on our doorstep i I, I, i'm gonna be absolutely shook
0: i'm gonna be shook and i'm gonna have to get on my knees and ask for forgiveness but i don't think it's coming
1: i actually no i think i think your heart was in the right place because I was I was reading your mind I first of all I was upstairs I heard you at the door for like 10 minutes and I was like oh my gosh this boy scout is like selling or this girl scout or boy scout is selling some (laughs) cookies to my wife and then I walked in it was a full-blown man and I was like oh gosh this is bad but I think your heart was in the right place where it's like I I don't know there was something about him I was like no I want to help him
0: No, there was something about him, and even if he was scamming people, when he walked away, I knew that he would scam me, and I prayed for him, and I thought, you know what, Lord, maybe it's not this person, and maybe it's not me, and maybe it's not this $100, but I do pray that, like, he comes to know you, and that, like, somehow the interaction that he had with me, like, led him in that way, and, like, I don't know how it would have, but, I mean, I was so kind to him and listened to him, and, like, I wanted to help him in any way that I could that I hope that... I hope he feels bad.
1: You know what the irony of it all, though, is is part of his pitch was like, you know, I'm I'm part of this program. I came from the inner cities like I, it's a job training in sales. He
0: said it was job training. Yeah,
1: he kind of he kind of is like learning what he set out to do. <laughs> I mean, like he is learning to say me. I mean, he learned from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in a, in a weird kind of poetic way, he like
0: but that's why it might I think be a it,
1: scam, but he's actually like getting what he wants out of it. But
0: That's why I think that. He, Travis Brown uh-huh. will be so good working for the kingdom and doing good when he when he meets good. Right now, right now he's applying all these amazing skills that he has to, towards something bad. Yeah, but when he gets on the right path, like he's gonna do amazing things for the good, for goodness. But he just isn't on the right path yet.
1: It's okay. Yeah, like unless we get a dinosaur daily, in, oh which, my case, gosh, in which case, in which case we're. Very apologetic to Travis Brown.
0: I uh, I have another scam story.
1: Yeah, you've been you've been getting scammed quite a bit lately.
0: Or am I the scammer?
1: How how would you be the scammer?
0: I'm not, but that's the question with this next story. Oh, this is a good one. Am I talking too much?
1: No, I actually I actually don't really know the details of this story, and so I, I would enjoy you telling me the story.
0: So you know, I told you guys last week to remind remind me to tell you all this story because it's unbelievable. The other story I just told you about Travis Brown, it's believable. Yeah, it's solicitors. It's solicitors. This story is unbelievable because of the circumstances. It's so unique, it could have only happened to me. So you guys know how I do like Divi green giveaways. I love a green giveaway. So what I'll do is basically to just like, thank you guys for being here. I will just buy all of these like beautiful green things, whether it's a green handbag, green Prada shoes, green, uh, you know, blankets, green pajamas, green suitcase. So one day I had this idea that I wanted to do a green Divi giveaway and I wanted, uh, like a really like luxury item in there. So I wanted green David Yurman, like diamond earrings. So I found some that were literally Divi green, okay? I don't even own any, but I found them on uh, David Yerman. They were on Nordstrom and I just filtered to Nordstrom. I typed in like green jewelry, found green David Yerman studs, gorgeous. So I send them to the group text, and I think it's such a great idea And I'm like, guys, green David Yurman earrings for the next giveaway. So I go through Nordstrom because you know my I have the Nordstrom app, my credit cards in there. It's so easy. I buy a pair of green UGGs and a green pair of uh, a green always pan, and then a green pair of David Yurman earrings. So they come in the mail, and at the same time, the girls on my team didn't realize that I had already bought the David Yurman earrings. So they go to DavidYurman.com and they buy the green David Yurman earrings. Okay. So by accident we have now purchased two pairs of green David Yurman Ehr- earrings, one from David Yurman and one from Nordstrom. Okay. We get a pair of David Yurman earrings in the mail. And we open them up and they are completely black tarnished. They look like, you know when silver tarnishes.
1: And those are from Nordstrom.
0: At the time I had opened the, ba- the bag and I knew that they were from Nordstrom. Right. But I had taken, you know, I threw away the bag and I just had the box mm-hmm. and maybe the bag that, the David Yurman bag that it came in. So I go upstairs, and I'm like, guys, these David Yurman earrings that we got in are tarnished. They're dirty, like we need to return them. So we have Olivia who's on my team. She calls David Yurman, customer su- service, customer support, tells them that, you know, we got a, a bad pair of earrings in and she ships them back to David Yurman. And at the same time, we get another pair in the mail. Pair in the in the mail from David Ehrman, and they're totally clean. They're they're perfect. They're beautiful.
1: Probably from David Ehrman. They're from David Ehrman. Okay.
0: So David Ehrman receives our package and proceeds to tell us that the pair of earrings that we sent back to return are fake. They're fake earrings. They're not real. David Ehrman
1: from Nordstrom.
0: They didn't know that they were from Nordstrom, but yes, this was the pair that Nordstrom had sent me.
1: Oh my gosh, what a mess.
0: It's a mess. So David Yeerman is like, yeah, we're not going to refund you because you shipped us fake earrings. And so I'm like, I tell Olivia, I'm like, well, have them ship them back to us because we need to take those to Nordstrom because Nordstrom sent us fake ones. So we'd say, okay, can you please send us the earrings back if you're not going to refund them? Because it's too much of a story to explain. Oops, we returned the wrong ones. Those actually meant to go to Nordstrom. So, David Yeerman
1: Oh, shoot, you have the box.
0: Ships us the box back.
1: She's holding a FedEx box with some One metal day, in it. One day,
0: I get a text message to our group from Ramsey, my assistant. She goes, did anybody order a chain? I said, no. no. This is what David Yurman sent us back. Instead what are those, like,
1: shackles? Like... Chains. What?
0: David Ehrman sent us these chains back instead of the earrings that I paid $450 for. So I don't know. What do you think it is? What do you think? How would this have accidentally gotten mixed up? Oh, this is an accident. David Ehrman, oh, we didn't need to send you a chain. They don't sell chains.
1: Oh my gosh. They sent
0: us this as a sign. So David Ehrman ships back a chain to us, you guys instead of the earrings. So they kept the fake ones that Nordstrom sent me.
1: Uh So
0: David Yearman still has our $450 earrings that Nordstrom sent me that were fake. They won't give them back because what are we gonna say? Hey David Yurman, send us back the fake pair of earrings so that we can go do this the same thing to Nordstrom. They probably think
1: it's almost so complicated at this point that it's like, how do you even like get out of it? You
0: can't even tell the story. The only reason it's gonna ever like get to David Yurman is if they they see this video, like you know, because I can't even make this stuff up. Like it's it's just like so. Now we have a pair of real David Yurman from David Yurman that we could take back to Nordstrom and tell Nordstrom, you guys send us fake ones and we accidentally sent, like, I don't know, it's a total disaster. So I'm basically just out my
1: $450. (laughs) That's crazy. That is such a flex to send chains. Man, that's like the ultimate, like, I mean, we run like a e-commerce business. Like we know like the scams that people do of like, oh, I accidentally broke this. Like, Like it is such a flex to build into your systems and processes. Like, okay, if this happens, this is a process for fraudsters, send them change
0: Because think about it, like, if, and maybe they sent us something that was weighted back so that, like, because when you weigh it to ship it, it would be maybe the same weight as a pair of earrings.
1: No, I mean, that was, like, a lot of change. No way. The only
0: thing is you have to consider with, like, like, earrings like that, they come in a pretty hefty box, and it does weigh something. Like, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I...
1: That's like too weird to be a mix up. Like if I'm thinking of all of the logistics of like no, their, babe, this is their not fulfillment a s- center, this, like someone would have had to, no, this no way. this is
0: not a mix up.
1: That's like a, but they, they, they wouldn't have kept, done it just to but, us. Like no, that's a process that they have.
0: A hundred percent because they're not going to send another pair of fake earrings back into the ecosystem. Yeah. No, only 100%. Yeah. So they kept them.
1: And sent us back chains.
0: And sent us back chains. Wow. When it was Nordstrom, really, who sent us the fake pair. So Nordstrom's system is actually the one that's messed up. Not
1: Well, Nordstrom, yeah, got, had fraudulent.
0: Yeah, Nordstrom sent us fraudulent earrings. What an
1: absolute mess. And
0: we'll probably never get out of it. Oh, so my gosh.
1: But at least we're here to educate. Don't mess with David Yurman. is the I the actually had to another
0: fraudulent story. Too much? I'll just tell it like a – I won't go into it. But basically we bought the girls on our team work phones. Mm -hmm. And they bought them under Danny Austin, not Keeley Austin, which is my real name. And um, because they bought them under Danny Austin and tried to register them, they flagged it as fraudulent. And now they completely locked our account and we can never open like a new phone number. We would have to like.
1: Under what? We have to. Personally or. Under my, my
0: account. Yeah.
1: Under the business or under personal? Like, is our personal AT&T account locked now?
0: It's whatever was... I think it's the business one. Because they think that there are people, like, trying to impersonate us opening accounts. Gosh, man. That happens sometimes because my real name is Keely Austin. People try to use Danny Austin, and that's not my legal name. It's not on any of my documents. Keely Danielle Austin.
1: Wow. Man, we are just... We are getting wrecked these days. I know. I know. But you know what's so funny is, like, we're not even... Fraud, defrauding people but because fraud is so prevalent it kind of ruins it for everyone now everyone's on guard so it makes everything harder
0: you know what the what I always almost fall for is um when like you get these text messages that are like we have a package that's trying to be delivered like oh click my gosh this link, never click the links click this link to get it delivered and like expedite or something and I'm always like I'm like, I wonder what package is. It? And then I'm always like, no, Danny, don't do it. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, that's crazy.
0: It happens every time.
1: Do we have any news stories to go over?
0: We do. Um, I want to talk about one of my favorite men, Jimmy. Did you hear? Eats World? No, Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh.
0: Out of all the news people, I love Jimmy Fallon the most. Well,
1: first of all, aren't they like all like done because of the strike? Um. Like no th- there's no late night.
0: Well, they're also striking because like they write their own stuff. No,
1: no, they don't write their own stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes, okay, you're right. But like, I'm saying that there's no like, I mean, no one watches cable anymore. But you couldn't turn on cable at 11 o'clock and have late night on. Like none of them are working. Yeah, since the strike.
0: (sighs) Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know.
1: No, he's out. I mean, they're all like definitely. Not out of oh jobs. like, are you asking me but, a question
0: or are you telling me?
1: No, I'm just saying, like, he's your favorite guy, but he's not live on air right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's my What's favorite your favorite
0: It's not my favorite show. Like, I don't watch the show. I watch, like, clips of it on YouTube. Got it. When yes. it happens. But no, yes. I don't watch the show, like, religiously. I don't stay up that late. Can we? Um, So, Jimmy Fallon is my favorite late night host out of all of them. Mm-hmm. It used to be Ellen and Fallon.
1: Ellen, triggered.
0: No, but, like.
1: Did she recover from that? I can't remember.
0: I, I think she just doesn't even do the show anymore. So does, it like, doesn't matter. You know.
1: Do you think she was mean? Yeah. Really? I think so. I feel like we had kind of heard it from several people that it probably checked out.
0: I had heard it from people that like really like work very really closely to her. I kn- I went to high school with um, her personal assistants. Or no, sorry. Her producer's brother. Really? And...
1: Yeah. Do you think she was mean or do you think that she was just carrying the weight of the persona that she created that like only few got to actually see it? Because like,
0: I think that people, yes, I think that the perception was that she's this like funny, jovial, lighthearted person 24 seven. I never saw her that way. Like, I actually think she's very sarcastic. I think she's like very can be very monotone. Like, I think I saw I didn't expect that. From her, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people did
1: okay. like for her
0: to be like overly nice, and I just never had that expectation of her.
1: Okay, what did you? So, what's your expectation of Jimmy?
0: Jimmy, I just I love him. Like I always thought that he was like the most down to earth. Um, I think he's the funniest. I thought that he. I always thought he's a very good listener. Of course, he's on late late night. Like they probably mm-hmm. are all pretty good listeners. Um, I thought he was goofy because he was in a. Uh, real, What was that show that he was in? Um, SNL? mm uh, Real World or like Wayne's World? Uh, Wayne's World. Jimmy Fallon. He was like a supporting character.
1: No way. <laughs> really?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: If you're right, then I'm very wrong, but I don't think Jimmy Fallon was in Wayne's World.
0: I'll tell you.
1: While she's looking that up, um, I want to tell people about uh, something really interesting that I came up with lately. Um, I pitched it to the guys when they were at the house for UT Alabama. So we're going to do a road trip, okay? And it's called the Road to Roswell. And basically, we're going to rent like a tour bus RV, okay? And we're going to... I plotted a track from Dallas all the way to Roswell. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. And um, we will stop in West Texas. We will sleep a night at El Cosmico in Marfa, which is the teepees. We'll um, stop in Alpine, Texas. We will stop by the McDonald Observatory to see the stars in space. Okay, Mm -hmm. have you ever been there? Mm -hmm. Mm McDonald? it's probably amazing. You're really deep in the West Texas. Stars are so bright. We'll see the Milky Way. And then we continue our path to Roswell, We stay in Roswell for a day, go see some alien stuff. And then we take the road, the red road home, I think it's called. Um, And it's like a famous Texas road that's like really beautiful with the canyons. And we come back to Dallas. Okay. So it'll probably be like us and, you know, six of our friends. So I'm going to try and find a weekend that we can do that. Okay. I think we should tell people too, like when we're departing. And so maybe we all caravan together on the road to Roswell. It's like a uh, what do you call that? What's the journey to Mecca that people do?
0: I don't know. Mm. Okay, I remember
1: pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, Jimmy. It's our pilgrimage. Okay. Do you like that idea? Mm-hmm. Would you Would you stay in an RV? Mm, probably not. Okay. Well, we'll figure the details out later.
0: Okay. Jimmy Fallon was in Almost Famous yes that was the movie where he yeah kind of, now i remember i don't know yes, why i did not remember i
1: loved him in that movie that is a great movie it's a good movie oh my gosh it's a great movie so
0: um what was i even talking about
1: well you said your perception of jimmy fallon was that oh, he was jovial fun goofy, fun, et goofy
0: smart okay and now tear him
1: down what happened
0: so apparently according to the news i think i saw this on mo news maybe
1: he's pretty reliable
0: yeah um he has a very t- like toxic workplace, work environment. Oh
1: my gosh, you could have said anything else and I would have been like, okay, maybe. But Well, these th- always kind of get me. I just don't know.
0: I know. I I don't blame you because like it's yeah. It can be hard. Triggered. But the one reason I believe it is because I've heard for years that he's an alcoholic. Oh, that's sad. And people were saying that like but how he acts at work depends on if he's hungover or not. And if he's hungover, he can be, like, very short and just, like, not very kind. And and so they say it's he's kind of unreliable because of that. And I can yeah. totally see how that makes sense. It's probably more from his alcoholism than it is from him being, like, mean to people, you know? Yeah. And not being reliable. Then it makes everybody else stressed out because they're like, the show must go on. But Jimmy's late and we have to switch everything around and he's rude or he's this or that. So I think his heart is good. I just think he's struggling.
1: I think it's like, I mean, I cannot imagine what the system and process looks like to run a night, like a show like that every single night, Monday through Friday. It's got to be, and then you got to show up, you know, you're talking to these celebrities who probably most of them, you want to like you, you have a whole operation that depends on you showing up and being right? Yeah, and well, it's, it's live. It's not live, but it's filmed at like eight and then goes live at 11, okay. right? So, but like, can you but imagine- But it's a
0: live studio audience, right? Live studio audience. So, it, yeah. So
1: you're not like, I mean, you know, put yourself in the, the his shoes for a second. You are not just trying to please the person you're interviewing, which is already yeah. pressure. You then have to- per- And you
0: have to know everything about them. And you
1: have to know everything about them, probably memorizing it that morning. And then you also have to please the audience and, and who is coming yes. to see you, who loves you. And then you have to also be a good boss. Like, no way. Yeah. Like it's the same reason like you, like if you were running like every single aspect of the operation of Divi. Yeah. And no. you showed up to the office every day and you had to be Danny Austin, no freaking way
0: it'd be really hard and then add on being an alcoholic on top of that.
1: Oh my God. Well, I think it's like, they're probably connected. He's probably so stressed and he's like, I literally am so miserable, but this is my job Yeah, that he's like, I'm going to drink. You know, It,
0: it takes a lot for me to rag on Holly, Hollywood or people that are in that space because It's so easy to rag on them because nobody sees the behind the scenes. But because of the industry we're in, I think we get, like, a little taste of it. Yeah. And I can't imagine how hard that is. And I also can't imagine how hard it is for people like Ellen to have, like, everyone thinking that you're this certain persona because you give back so much. Like, who knows? For for all we know, her producers write all of that into the script for her, into the show for her. It wasn't really her idea. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's hard because, like... People don't realize that these are human beings because they become so detached with what you see on the screen. But like, okay, if Ellen has a persona that you're funny and you're joyful, if you are in the Starbucks line and you are not that Ellen Mm -hmm. that people expect for you to be 24/7, and someone hands you the coffee and it's like, okay, thank you. And just walks away. Yeah. Like, oh, she was mean. And that's how it all starts because like you are a human being. You cannot be consistently like that every single day. It's like, it's hard enough for us to yeah. be, like, in a good mood to film these podcasts, yeah. like, consistently every single week. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, and
0: that's only for an hour an each hour week. an hour
1: each week. And we, it's just us. It's our little team here. Yeah. Like, I can just not imagine. It's well, not like, fair. And it,
0: it's funny, too, because even the way that people read into Instagram stories, which, I mean, are a pretty accurate re- representation of of our lives each day. But it's not every single day. And it's not every single minute of the day so like if you really add up all of the stories it's only 10 minutes of your day yeah 10 minutes of like how many minutes are in the day i don't know a lot and so it it is crazy for people to put those expectations on you and but that's why i also like through the podcast and through instagram stories i always try to keep it like as real as possible and not but then people are like oh my gosh you're so mean to your husband or you seem sad or you seem this and i'm like Dude, it's because like I posted one story where I was just like that's how I felt in the moment. That doesn't mean I'm sad all the time. That doesn't mean I'm mean to my husband all the time. Like Can
1: I tell can I tell the Joe Bro story?
0: I think we talked about it last week. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did.
1: We talked. Oh, yeah, we, we did. Okay, you're right. So like I I have sh- ever since then I had a, a a momentary lapse of cynicism for me where I was like kind of cynical and frustrated that like for our lifestyle that we are not gonna complain about because like this is our choice I just think I realized for a moment how much perception is reality Mm. and perception is crafted by what we put out there and Mm. so like you know part of our job more or less is to like Like make sure that perception doesn't become a bad reality and it's just like like a false reality a false reality right both good and bad right so you like i I don't know i just was like so cynical cynical that the fact that like okay i think that day you posted maybe like six slides like Mm -hmm. six dots on instagram and it's like how are you going to take this And assume an entire character. But sometimes it's
0: not even their fault. Like they don't know the other way to read it. That's
1: the that's the problem, is like it is like that's what makes it such a grind is that it's like
0: reality T V. Like we all and like I've been watching Selling Sunset and now because I know so much of behind the scenes or how it all works, like it's hard for me to get into it because I just feel like everything is not that it's it's not that it's not real drama, it's manufactured storytelling.
1: Yeah. Most of the time for this, like, I feel like reality TV is for the sake of outrage, you know?
0: Yeah, but I like, and at a certain point, though, you just want to get lost in it. And it's more fun to just, like, not yeah, think and just true. to accept it. For, it's more fun for people to watch stories and be like, Danny is a horrible mom. She puts all of her time towards this, this, and this. And, wow, I feel bad for those kids. That's That makes people feel better sometimes than thinking, Oh she's just busy. She only showed like that 5 minute increment and that, you know, that's not as fun.
1: Well, so It's more so,
0: fun to text your friends and be like everybody go watch this and da, 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 like
1: like can you believe? I yeah. think that like it all just depends on like the state that you're in, but that's why I do think that like and I'm not let's make it less personal about us. That's why I think like re- reading like celebrity gossip and all that is like drinking poison because like in the moment you feel better about yourself because you're able to say, can you believe that yeah. they do this? At least I'm not this, right? But that's the trick of the poison of like gossip and like internet and fame culture.
0: Like so many people are reading Jimmy Fallon be like, man, he had it all. He's on TV, he's famous, he's rich. And I'm like, just cause you're famous and rich does not mean you're happy. In fact, his, his situation is probably a lot sadder than yours.
1: It, whoa. Gonna make this poetic. It is like drinking alcohol, where it's like in the moment taking in that gossip makes you feel so good, but then you wake up the next day and you're just as equally empty. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, I need more. And that's why people like, especially the Bravo crowd. I don't watch Bravo, obviously, but like those people are like addicted to the drama of Bravo. Yeah, because it feels good. It feels good in the moment, but it's like setting you back so much to drink that poison even if it's about us like
0: and it's because i think like as humans we just desire like something to stir the pot we desire something to be like an anomaly and in something to like compare ourselves to to make ourselves feel better like this is kind of like a stupid example and maybe a little off topic but like with my friends now that you know i quit i give up drinking yeah and I try not to gossip. So those are two things that like, used to be fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you, makes sense. You
0: know, like gossiping can be really fun with your friends whenever you're like, oh my gosh, did you see it? And then like, we all go research and then you make assumptions and then you try to figure it out. It can be like- It is
1: a form of bonding. It's
0: a form of bonding. And so I try not to gossip and then I don't have drinking. So I'm like, well, shoot, like I gotta figure something else out. And so I've had this, like I've I've noticed this about myself. I will like, like sit down with my friends, and I'll be like, "What are you struggling with? Like, what's your like? What what can like?" I try to go deep, and I try to like because I am so sick of like surface level conversation. Yeah, that I need something to fill to like. I need something more. I just need right. more. And if it's not going to be alcohol and it's not going to be gossiping, I've found like my best form of going like of feeling something is going deep and vulnerable and like and like wow. caring in like a, a different way and so now but i feel like it's been really intense like i was on that bachelorette with um janine and i'm sure every girl like felt interrogated because i was like and i i try to put myself in other people's shoes and i try to like feel what they're feeling and then i just i feel like it ultimately like helps everybody's relationship But I've become, like, a little private investigator. And I feel like it's helped fill that hole of, like, I need gossip. I need alcohol. I need excitement. I need uh, to go out. I need this, that, like.
1: But, babe, like. it's a good thing. Yeah, no, I'm so proud of you, first of all. You never shared that. But, like, that's so incredible because I can just imagine the space that now God has for you to, like, truly, like, for conversations to happen that are not just going to change the other person's life but will also, like, change your life right like that the space for the depth that's not distracted by alcohol and gossip like so much can happen in that room yeah like in that and space I've never been a big gossiper
0: no but I I just feel like um I it,
1: it's gonna make every relationship yeah. that you have so much more purposeful every conversation every time that you hang out it's gonna in the long term fulfill you more probably like than I, like any
0: I sat down with one of my my girlfriends, we were watching Texas. So you, and like that whole night, I just,
1: Texas, Alabama, oh,
0: okay. sorry, Texas, Alabama. And, um, there were just a lot of surface level conversations and I'm like, okay, I'm not drinking. I'm like, we're not gossiping. Cause like, so I turned to my friend, I go, what's something that the Bible says that you don't agree with? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but keep going. The story's she, good.
0: So then she's like, um, I don't know. And I'm like, well, isn't there something that you've learned in Bible study that you're like, these people are crazy? And I was like, here's what mine is. (laughs) And so I tell her what mine is. And um, should I share what mine is? Yeah. Okay, so something that I struggle with that is biblical is like always submitting to your husband. Like, And I know that that's what the Bible says, but I also am like, but what if your husband's like sinning or if he's in a bad place or, you know, or if he... He's calling. What if like Jordan is like, hey, I really feel like we need to move to Nashville. And what if I'm like, but Jordan, like I feel like you're only saying that because you're focusing on materialistic things. Or you're like, you know, what if we're not aligned? Like how do I submit to something that I just don't, ultimately, it's not a sin that he's proposing. But I just don't think it's like best for the family. And so I always have a hard time when like, you know, pastors or Bible studies talk about that. So I told her I was like, I mean, that's my thing. What's your thing? And she, you know, she got to tell yeah. what her thing was. And so, didn't
1: she like go off about Beth Moore?
0: Um, no, not about Beth Moore, but honestly, hers was very similar to mine. Like, yeah, it, about like female roles. Um, and so then that got kind of got like the whole room talking, and we had something to digest and we had something to talk about and research and, and dive deep on and be vulnerable and we all shared how we felt and like a lot of us were contradictory so I was like oh this is good good like yeah. you know it's almost like you're gossiping where you're like oh okay let's talk about this it's like started it a little debate it's a yeah. little debate and like then we're like okay well like let's go back to the scripture like what does the scripture say and like it just gave us something to really like mull over Is that yeah. Mull? Mull? yeah yeah um so that's my thing now I'm gonna every time I meet people I'm gonna be like. What does the Bible say that you don't agree
1: with? I'm like so, (laughs) like I could cry if I wanted to. In fact, if I blink, I'd probably cry. But um, I'm so proud of you because I just personally always felt and knew that that's the way that you do affect people. But you always kind of like never gave yourself that like authority, I feel like, is like people like love when you're invested in the conversation. I think you have the capacity to like really go deep. And I, I know that you love those conversations a lot. Like this happened at Bridget's bachelorette party a lot. Whereas like you were the one like kind of going deep and Mm -hmm. you felt like you extracted so much like value from those conversations. And so I'm excited to see what God does with your relationships and friendships. Now that
0: it's just like, I had, I kind of have to, I have to go deeper. It's to me. I'm like, I'd rather just be at home.
1: Dude, (laughs) doing nothing. (laughs) I feel so seen by you right now because that's how I've always been.
0: I'm like, I can't just like go and hang out anymore. I know. Yeah.
1: This is like my biggest like hardship with with friends. I think a lot of the guys like feel it too. Probably
0: to go deep though.
1: Well, especially when you have families, because like the you want to feel purpose, right? And like purpose is like with your family and making sure like you're taking care of and our kids and like. So it's like, I mean, other than I think that paintball has been like really good i don't play in the summer because i would die of heat stroke yeah. but like it's like when guys get together and have something that they're doing together like whether it's like an intramural league or like yeah. paintball that's what i'm kind of like looking for but just like hanging out i'm just yeah. not a hangout guy
0: yeah i get it
1: i love football season yeah so good, because we, like, rally around a single thing.
0: See, that night was hard for me because I feel like I wanted to be watching football, but the girls didn't, and I felt like because I hosted, I had to be with them, yeah. you know? But I wanted to be just quiet on the couch, like all the guys. Yeah. So that was a hard night for me, if, if I'm being real.
1: Wow. Were you—you you, you had been going, going, going that weekend, too. Were I would little... say that's
0: why, though. Like, I just— I really wanted to watch that game like I wanted to really get into I'm not gonna lie Like I really just wanted to sit there and do nothing. Yeah, but I felt like I had like Six girls over that could care less and they had nothing to do
1: You know what I feel like so did you think it was weird when all of us were just sitting the guys and like not really talking just watching the game?
0: I think that's weird. Yeah, but no, but I
1: we talked like every once in a while But we were like all really yeah, invested. Y'all
0: just, talk. y'all just sit there. You don't talk. Yeah, we just sit there and talk See, Girls crap. would not yeah. like that our girls at least. I
1: wonder if you would if you like would set the expectation on the front end, like, hey guys, like I really want to watch the game, like let's all watch it with our guys. But if that you invited everyone. I know, that's what I'm saying, is like maybe that was the fatal flaw.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause next time I probably just won't do that. I probably won't have people <laughs> over. No, just it's have tradition. It,
1: yeah. The Baba Link house is for football okay. season.
0: Yeah, then we do need to like communicate that on the front end because I felt rude.
1: Yeah. I don't think they would have cared. It was hot downstairs, though. It AC. was hot,
0: and I just felt like they weren't having fun. It's like they needed they needed a leader. Nobody was leading. It yeah. had to be me. It was my house. That's that's a, yeah. That's okay.
1: Makes sense. Well, we'll figure it out next week. Don't worry. We got a whole season ahead I know, of us. No, I know, I know. This was a fun one. I I don't. I think we skipped the hot takes again. What do you say? I mean, we're at an hour and f- eighteen minutes.
0: Yeah, I think we're good. Maybe think, next episode.
1: Yeah, I think w- this was a good one. This Was a good one. It was more heart. Mm-hmm. then laughs but you know again always, just like ellen it's a lot of heart it, just like ellen like we every week we're gonna be us okay yes, and so yes, like yes. don't p- comment be like wasn't as funny or do or do but like just be real like we're humans <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love you guys thanks for listening to this week's episode of Deinfluenced. um feel free to like no you don't like it you don't like yeah, like that. that's you Instagram. I went back to YouTube. I, to YouTube. I was like, like and subscribe. Hit that like button. Um, feel free to, to subscribe. We are on all platforms and leave a review on Apple and Spotify.
1: Um I think we're off YouTube.
0: Yeah, we're off YouTube. We're on okay. Spotify. We're yeah. on Spotify video now.
1: Maybe clarify that because people are like asking that a we lot. We
0: are on Spotify video now.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay.
0: Love you, bye.